You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 69 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Brandon BrandonRendiniFitness.com. BrandonRendiniFitness.com or Lifestyle and Fitness. They go hand in hand. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo. Way to bring down the mood. Mm-hmm. And Stat Guy, Rye. What up? Way, way to bring it back, Rye. I brought it right back up. Chris is cranky. I am. Sunday evening. Here we go. Yanks could not complete the sweep of the Seattle Mariners today. Lose the game 3-2. to two. Chris is bitching like a crybaby right now, so why don't we just let him go and get it all out of his system? Well, you know what? For the first time all year, believe it or not, I'm disgusted with this team. I really am. There was, there was no reason not to take this game today. If they came out and CC gave up five runs in in three innings and they were in the bullpen or you know guys needed rest and so on and so forth and you know that's one thing, but they had a million opportunities today. A million to win. Yeah, bases loaded. CC no settled in. He looked like he was going to give us one of those, uh, you know, quick performances today where he gets knocked around, but he settled in really nice. And the offense just once again, this whole series actually, outside of the first game, uh, where they had a couple home runs in that first inning, I think, uh, this offense has been absolutely atrocious. They scored 10 runs in three games. That's. Absolutely atrocious. Atrocious. There's no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. And I am, right now, I am disgusted because they could have walked away from this West Coast trip. What? Five and one? I'm sorry, four and two? No. Five and one. You don't even know what you're mad about right now. No, four and two. Four and two, which is what we said they had to do. No, I actually said uh, they needed to split these six games. That's what I said, which oh. is what they did. They and, would minimize and look, the and damage. Look, but look where it is. Look where they are now. They didn't really minimize any damage because the A's swept. Okay, well. You, so they didn't minimize anything. can't control what other teams are doing. You can only control what's in front of you. Right, and what's in front of them is a pile of garbage right now to me. And you know where it starts? This is going to be the Red Sox episode all over again. So I don't know if I just should I sit this one out. I completely disagree. I completely disagree with you. I think it all starts. And, and I can't get on these guys. They've been friggin' awesome all year. But the fact that Stanton and, and Andujar are kind of cold right now, both of them, it's really, it's really pulling down this offense. Uh, they just can't get anything done. No one's hot right now. That's no what, one. That's what the problem. Oh, Torres is. But. Well, Guardy's a little hot right now, oh, but in a in a bad way. 
Yeah, he got I tossed. knew it was only a matter of time before Guardy lost it. He literally he turned red today. I don't know if you... Do you blame him? These umpires, look, I'm still not for the robot umps, the mechanical umps, whatever, the mechanical strike zone, whatever you want to call it. But I believe these umpires with all these K-zones and all these trackers now need to be held to a higher standard. They need to they need to go through a different training now. They need to start seeing which pitches are being called balls and seeing them virtually where they need to be called strikes. And they need to start becoming accustomed to a new strike zone now, to a strike zone that is shown to every single fan. Because it's not it with with this K zone now, there's too many blown calls. There's way too many. And it's and it's really it takes away from an at bat for for a guy like Gardner today, because he had to swing at that at that pitch he swung at, because when when you're calling a pitch that's three inches off the plate, you know, two pitches before when a batter the pitcher's smart at that point he's gonna throw that that ball on the outside of part of the plate, and Gardy's got to try and protect it, and that completely ruined the at that point. My issue with the umpires is they don't. It's like they don't get it. They don't understand the difference between two and one and three and zero. Oh. It's that automatic strike that you see so many times in an at bat, and it, sometimes it happens on a three zero pitch where the, the pitcher's just around the plate and they'll get that automatic strike. The, the umpires, it, they, it's just like they don't get it. But I think part of it is that again, these K zones are being thrown down our throat shoved in our face every single pitch but there's no pressure being put on these umpires they don't care that we're seeing what an actual strike or an actual ball is at this point they don't care because their job isn't on the line for it they're not trained to to accommodate what we think is a strike they're trained to call what they believe is a strike and and Major League Baseball needs to start putting more pressure on these umpires to be held well, to a higher standard. Well, these guys are graded. They don't get postseason uh, assignments, so there's money lost. Well, none, of them, none of them should get postseason assignments at this point. Well, somebody's got to call the games in October. Christ. Yeah, they, they've been bad, but not just for the Yankees. I'm not just complaining for the Yankees. They're bad all around the league. How many times have you heard ex-hitters? Paul Neal says it all the time. It's like... It's the thing that annoyed him the most playing. Like, get the pitcher gets the automatic strike on, like, a 3-0 count. Why? But, Why should you be rewarded for not throwing strikes? And you get the automatic strike, brings him right back into the at-bat. But you know what? Here's the thing, too. Have the umpires gotten worse? In my opinion, no. I think technology has just gotten better, and we see things more clear. And these umpires aren't being brought to task. They're still doing the same thing they've always done. Well, if they're not worse, there's certainly more people complaining about it. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you why there's more people complaining. Before K-Zones, before slow motion, before replays, we had nothing else but to trust trust the umpire. Yeah, we'd complain here and there, but we didn't have it right in front of us. Now we do. The problem is that the umpires don't care because they're not being held to the same standard as what everyone's showing us. Why do you roll your eyes at me? Because I don't think that it's not that they don't care. Like, what they, do you think? No, no, no. They don't care what we think is a strike or a ball. 
They don't care what K zone tells them a strike or a ball is. Well, you know what a big These guys issue- are trained to have their own strike zone to be consistent. How many times have you sat there and watched a game this year and heard Michael K call the name of the home plate umpire and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, a lot there's of a times. lot of there's new, a lot of new umpires. Guys. I agree. So is it is it gonna take um, you know them getting accustomed to being major league umpires now? Maybe. Where it's hurting the it's hurting the game right now. Maybe. I think these guys need to to focus a lot on the actual strike zone now and, and what's being shown to us. But at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't excuse going, what, two for 15 with the runners in scoring position and leaving 19 men on base today. There's no excuse. At the end of the day, there's no excuse. The Yankees played piss poor baseball. Where'd you get that stat from that they left 19 guys on base today? They, I just heard it. On... They didn't leave 19 men on base today. There's that's... no way they left 19 men on base today. That's what I heard coming Maybe in the, the series, Chris, they didn't have 19 hits today or 21 hits today and five walks or whatever. Come on. 19 men on base? I don't know. That's <laughs> what he said. That's what he said. That had been a series total. There's no way that they left 19 guys on base today. They would have had to have 23 hits. Maybe leaving 19 guys on within certain situations of each batter coming up. Then, I don't know. I, then they totally botched the way they presented that stat. There's no way that the Yankees as a team left 19 runners on base. And you know today. what? I'm in such a negative mood right now that I was like, instead of actually thinking of it logically, I just went, yeah, they, they suck today. That's how I feel right now. Well, you know what? It's how the many, first time I felt it all year. How many times have we seen this team get the bases loaded with nobody out? And, it's so frustrating. And they don't score. And you know what? You know what's been the most frustrating? They'll get runners in scoring position, and they end up scoring, but it's never on like a big base hit in the gap. It's either a sack fly or like a wild pitch, pass ball. When's the last time they've had runners in scoring position and a big base hit. Yeah, but you complain they don't situationally hit, but then they lead Major League Baseball in sack flies. So you, so you I'm not have... complaining about situational hitting. All right, I'm just saying, you know, that's a big com- they don't situationally hit, but they lead the they lead the league in sack flies. I mean, you can't have everything. Listen, when this team was averaging 5 5 plus runs a game and, you know, 6 runs a game, whatever it was, and they weren't doing it situationally hitting, they were doing it on the long ball. I don't care how they score runs. But you said it yourself. They scored 10 runs over three games. That's not enough. And if you're not going to hit hit the long ball to to score the runs that you need to score, then you better start hitting in, in certain spots. And they're just not. But it, like I said, it all comes down to Stanton and Andujar being cold back-to-back. All right, so what do you want to do? How do you project that they should fix this problem? You want to trade Stanton? You want to no. get rid of Andujar? Do you see? Do you want you're to- a witness right now. I'm bringing up a rational. No, but I'm saying these thing, guys, and he he's always irrational mm-hmm. when he responds to me. No, but you're saying they don't situationally well, hit. They well, gotta, stands up there to hit a home run. Well, why don't you tell me what you think instead of giving I'm asking me your you, bullshit you're the one, irrational? You're the one no, getting come all on. bent out of shape over here. Come on, since you're calm, cool, and collected, you tell me what you think the Yankees need to do. I don't think they need because to do at anything. this point you can't tell me that it's because of Aaron Judge. That they can't score runs right now. Even a, if Aaron Judge right, was so they here need, right now. They need to change. If that's what your argument is, then they need to change the composition of this team. They they have too much right-handed power. The, the guys are just several guys just out there trying to do the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, but here's my, here's my issue with that, though. It works, right? It worked for how long? The problem is that 
these guys are cold right now. So what do you do? Do you do you keep throwing them out there? So in what this, do you want to so in the same? Andujar is cold. So let's start Tyler Wade at third base. No. Okay. So you have I'm talking to, about maybe some. Do you get to the point where you say, "Look, I do want to keep throwing the same guys in the same spot in the lineup every day," or do you start flirting? Well, why with, do you think he's been running Stan out there every day? He has to put him out in the lineup every day and hope. But that, second, you have to hit him second. Where right do you now? want to hit him right now? Where I don't do you know. want to hit him fifth? Maybe seventh? No. Tell maybe me where fourth. you want to put him. Maybe maybe fourth. I don't know. Maybe maybe right now him hitting second just isn't working out. Maybe I think they'll not. keep him second until Judge gets back. Then they'll slot Judge back in a two. And Judge apparently he's apparently he's not that far away right now. No, he's feeling good. He's he's swung a bat. He's been swinging the bat for the last you know handful. I heard of Tuesday days. he's going to take live BP on the field. Yep. And if the Rail Riders extend. Their playoff series, I don't know, who do they play, five-game series or seven-game series? I think it's five. I think it's five. If they go deep, like, where they're playing games four and five, Judge will, Judge will be down there playing in those games. Huh. And, you know, here's my thing. They're, what, 89 and 54 now after today? They were 36 over today, so, yeah. So, you after know, there's still 35 games over 500. In the in the big picture of things, in what this team has done this year, I'm not sitting here and saying this team sucks. But right now, these games are becoming absolutely crucial. You can't, if you want to be a serious contender right now, you can't go out there and lose that game today. I don't think it matters. To I disagree. A serious contender because they're... They're struggling to score runs you, right now, so they all, can't get wanna, hot. You want to go into October strong. You want to at least. I mean, the last two weeks of the season, in my opinion, are very important. And we're not there yet. But, but Oakland won every game they played this week, and we lost two to them in that series. So you had to go out there and match them every single game. I know you can't worry about what other teams are doing, but you could have very easily won that game today, and no one came through. No one. And it's inexcusable to me. No, Miguel Andujar had a big hit in the first inning. He roped that one down. And didn't it result in a run? Yeah. It resulted in a run. That's part of my point. I mean, with him kind of going cold right now, this offense has... What are you talking? He had... I just said he had an RBI hit today. What I'm saying is, yeah, he came through in that spot. But there's been more than more than we're used to where he's not coming through anymore. And that's part of why this offense has gone stale. He's a big part of this lineup. Okay, so he's not allowed to have a couple games where he doesn't have four Never hits said in that. a game? I'm making a statement. I'm making a statement. I'm justifying why this offense is cold. And a big part of it has to do with Andujar cooling off. And they're just not getting a timely hit right now. I mean, bases and, loaded, nobody out. And, and who was always, who's been the guy to always come through with the timely hit all year? Andujar. Yeah, I mean, Labor Torres. And Torres. The only run they scored that inning was uh, McCutcheon walk. Well, they were at a they were at a bad part of the lineup right there. And as soon as you saw Echeverria chase the first slider, you, it just had yeah. What an oh, awful at bat that was. Three it was, pitches. It was like the pressure just got to him in that at bat. He was just trying so hard 
to put the ball in play. I like and his him next though. at bat, he drives under the warning track. And you're yeah. like, where was that the last time you were up? I thought it was gone at first, but that that ballpark is just when they started the series. I was like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of home runs hit. This this weekend. See, you got. I don't know if you watch the game as closely as I do, but I watch a lot of balls hit by a lot of different guys in these last six games that are out at Yankee Stadium. So if these games are yeah. played at home, we're not even talking about this offense going cold right now. I more, think they more lost, in more in Oakland than in Oakland. Seattle. I think I count it, yeah. and through the first two games, they lost five home runs by that ballpark. They so they actually take that series if it's if it's in New York. It just, I mean, yeah, it's very important that they find a way to hold off the A's. But if these games are played at Yankee Stadium, you're not, we're talking about something completely different. That's what I'm, that team is built to play at that stadium. That's how that power plays right now. That's why they got to host the wild card game. And there's still three games up. It's still going to take a lot for Oakland to catch them right now at this point. They were bad on the road in the postseason last year. And Oakland has to surpass them because the Yankees have, uh, Kay was saying it the other day, the first tiebreaker the Yankees own, and uh, Oakland can't surpass them on it for right. Yeah, I think it's within the division and they or something. And they don't play a one game. They don't play a playoff to mm-hmm. see who hosts the wild card game. So technically, the Yankees are really four games up on the, in the wild card right now. So it's going to take a lot still with what nineteen games to play yeah. for the Yankees to blow that. I agree. And I think after this weekend, now I think we should. Not have to listen to anybody cry about them not making the postseason at all. They're still they're ten games up on that. Oh, they're making the postseason. Yeah, they're they're gonna make. They're gonna have to pull a Met type collapse not to make the wild card. Okay, I'm glad you just said that because it'll segue nicely into. I just want to give the Rays uh, some props right now. They are one win shy, tied in the loss with the Seattle Mariners right now. So think about this logically, people. If the Yankees were to miss out on a wild card spot, that would that would mean that you think in your mind the Rays have a chance of catching the Yankees at this point. It's not going to happen. If it does, then that's the most epic collapse I could ever think of in, in Seattle franchise just looks history. like a dead team to me. I know they won today, but they they just look dead. They're tired. They're they're definitely tired. They have. They do have a very scary uh, offense at the top of that lineup, but they're just they're just dead. How about Nelson Cruz, man? The year he's putting together yet again for that team. Cano's been pretty good since Cano's he came back. Cano's got no pop in his bat. Every hit he got this series was like a lazy grounder to through the shift. It's like he, he's not the Robinson. Maybe it's because he's not on steroids anymore. I didn't Maybe. like seeing him at, seeing him at first base either. That I, was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Not for me. Hard pass. Stanton Stanton looks like the Stanton of the beginning of the year. He's just kind of pulling out on everything. His front shoulder's flying open. Uh, He's a streaky hitter. Yeah, and that's fine, and I get it. But guess what? You know, we're most likely going to end the season, and we never got that tear that we were all expecting out of him. Yeah, he had. I mean, he had a couple really great weeks, but we never had that. That run that we were all expecting. Yeah, well, you know. Season's not over. Season's not over. And the Yankees are planning to win 12 more games in October. So I you want know. you to I want you to answer, both of you answer this honestly right now, not as a Yankee fan. Judge comes back. Trade him. Okay. 
Judge comes back DFA. and and he's Aaron Judge. He's swinging the bat well, so on and so trade forth. Him, I trade him for Patrick. Are Corbin. you comfortable with this team in a one game playoff? Are you confident that they can honestly hold it down he, and make a serious run in the playoffs right now? Dude, come on, be I'm asking you. Yeah, why is that a, a why is that me being unrealistic? You don't know my opinion. I'm asking you a question. You're asking me with a healthy judge back at the top of his game if this team can win a one-game playoff. I did not say could they win a one-game playoff. Of course they can. I'm asking you a personal question. Are you confident in this team in a one-game playoff and confident that they have what it takes to go deep into the playoffs? I don't think you have to worry about them offensively. I'm not asking about what I have to worry about. I'm asking you... A personal question. You're going to get stabbed right now because you're really aggravating me. Why can't you? Why is it so difficult for you Because I just said, I said you don't have to worry about the Yankees offensively in the postseason. That's what I just said. If they go out there, and and we'll talk about this in a minute, and their starter gets lit up for three runs in the first inning like they did last year, that's when they're, you're going to have a problem because I don't think this bullpen is as strong as it was last year. And as much as I've been on Boone's side the whole year, I don't think he's going to make that, that move that Girardi made last year. I just don't think he's going to do it. Okay, so you just told me, and I completely agree with you, where the Yankees would have to worry in that case. But you didn't answer if you're confident that that won't happen and that this team will be strong enough to get through it and to go deep into a playoff. I think they have a good shot to make a deep run again this year. Okay. I do too. I do too. There's a lot of mitigating factors of whether I can confidently say, yeah, no, they're going to go to the ALCS again. Because you don't, you don't know. Namely that... Boston has just put Chris Sale on ice for like the last six weeks. And now he's coming back to be the opener for the rest of the season. They're not stupid. They're, you know, I know that tweet that Kurt Schilling put out a few weeks ago. There's nothing wrong with him. He's on vacation right now because the Red Sox know that if he had to pitch and pitch hard through the rest of the season, he'd be, that he, dead, he'd be dead in October. Because he's done it over and over. But the Yankees have not challenged the Red Sox this year. Right, they haven't put any pressure on them, especially since that sweep in Boston, where Boston's been able to put yeah Chris uh, Chris Sale on on a paid leave. Basically, it was a great organizational move, in my opinion. And now, with three weeks left in the season, what's he start? When's he going to come back? Tuesday. So they're gonna they're gonna work him back, build his pitch count up, and then he'll be ready to go in the postseason. That's all that was. There's nothing. There's come on, don't bullshit me. There's nothing wrong with Chris Sale. Red Sox lose tonight. They stay seven games. Yankees stay seven games back of them in the loss column. If they can get it to within five, with that within this week, is there still a chance of the division? There's always a chance that the Yankees can cut it to the amount of games left they have with Boston. So yes, if they have a five-game lead and the Yankees have six games left, I still think there's a chance. Do I expect the Yankees then to go out there and sweep Boston in those six games? No, but there's always that chance. Well, we're seeing a Red Sox team now, which I guess can be... They may have taken their foot off the pedal. No. Yes. What do you mean by that? 
like they're just being complacent or that yes. as an organization they're saying, look, let's try and, you know, rest some guys. What are they let's playing they, for right they now? They just swept the Braves, no? Right before the series? Yeah, but before so they that, they, had, they tripped up against Wash- uh, not Washington, Chicago. They haven't played well against um, yeah. Houston this weekend. So they haven't been barreling through teams. I mean, they were down 7-1 in that game against Atlanta three games ago on, in the eighth inning and won. So. That's crazy. But I'm just saying, no, like, I hear recently, you. over the last couple of weeks, they really haven't been barreling through teams like they had at the pace that they were earlier in the season. It's because, you know, maybe a little bit is that they are they have taken their foot off the, the gas a little bit. What are they What are they really playing for right now? Nothing. The Yankees aren't catching them. I'm sorry. They're, they're not catching the Red Sox. And the Red Sox have that number one seed locked up. Basically, if they want to set a record for franchise wins or not, that's really all they're playing for. Which, who gives a shit at this point? I mean, mm-hmm. who cares if you're not going to win the World Series? So you're not gonna you're not gonna sacrifice guys like Chris Sale just to win a, a franchise record. That's and that again, that's all that was with Sale. The, the Red Sox said, "Here, just just chill out for a month and a half, and then you know we got this plan in place to build your pitch count up. This way, you're ready to throw 120 in Game One of the American League Division Series." There's nothing wrong with him. So what? There's it's 19 gr- left. I hate to say this. That was a great move by the Red Sox. They don't agree. Need him. And how about the guy that the uh, Red Sox traded for Chris Sale, Michael Kopech? Yeah, he needs uh, Tommy John, right? Yeah, yeah. Towards UCL. Yep. 103 mile power. And I think throw. Shohei Otani not only needs Tommy John surgery, I think he needs a leg amputation as well now. And he's he's still playing. Yeah, he's in the lineup. He was today. I- yeah, and he has like 20 home runs in the last three games. Every time I every time I look up, he's hit another home run. He's yeah. winning the American League Rookie of the Year. Yeah, no way, he is. I'm sorry. I don't look. He's winning the American League Rookie of the Year this year. That's. I'll yeah, tell I you what. That will. is the biggest disgrace I've ever heard. If he actually does, the media is on this guy. He's. I was going to say something pretty dirty, but they're on him right now. They want him to win the American League Rookie of the Year. Hey, it is episode sixty nine. It is episode sixty nine. <laughs> we can get a little dirty. All right, they're riding this guy's dick right now. Okay, <laughs> they want him to win the American League Rookie of the Year. That's why you see people like and John he's Heyman. riding theirs. Sixty nine. <laughs> you know, uh, Andujar's got what thirty nine extra base hits. No, he's doubles, got thirty nine doubles. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Hundred combined between him and Torres. Hundred combined. The the Yankee rookie record is one hundred five, set by yeah. Lou Gehrig and someone else. So you're telling me that because this guy pitched in like six games this year, was too fucking shook to pitch in Yankee Stadium because he had his and Boston too. Oh no, he he pitched in. He Boston had his workplace management issues. <laughs> Didn't Otani just make a statement recently that if he had looked into teams more and where he had a better chance no. of winning? No, what that was an onion statement. Oh, that was an onion okay. article. Okay, I didn't. I just saw it real Big quick. News. I, I didn't make anything of it. I was just yeah, asking was the if that the was, headline was Otani w- regrets not, not uh, looking into yeah, teams yeah. further. All right. I was like, really? He he made that statement. <laughs> but think about it. All these articles you see, and I wasn't like an asshole that was like, "Can you believe Otani?" I just didn't make anything of it. I was asking if he made that statement. I don't know if it's so much, and part of it's like I don't even know if it's so much that they want Otani to win or they just don't want a Yankee to win. Because then you're seeing people write articles about how Joey Wendell should be winning American League Rookie of the Year. It's crazy. Didn't Miguel Andujar? Didn't Heyman? No, Heyman's oh, on Heyman's the Otani big on Otani, yeah. Joey Wendell 
has uh, seven home runs, whatever. Miguel Andujar shit out more doubles in the last week than Ota- <laughs> than Wendell has in his entire season. I get it. We've seen Wendell. He's a good player. I'm not disrespecting him. But you have to have some type of bias against the Yankees, or you just have to be yeah. like in love with Joey I Wendell. Think, I Honestly, I think Torres is making a – a really big case for himself again now with the you know with how he's playing of late. If he stays strong through the rest of September, he's going to make a very strong case. Also, here's and I broke this down the other day. And I'll break it down on the show to you guys. Here, why Otani should not win Rookie of the Year? Okay, number one, right in uh, 2003 when Hideki Matsui lost to Angel Barroa of all people. What was the big argument against? Matsui in that season. He's not really a rookie because he played in a high-level Japanese league. Right. Well, where did Otani just come from? Right. But it I was disagree not, with both arguments. But it was not held against. But here's the here's my real issue with it. It wasn't held against Ichiro that's, two years ago. The two years prior when he won Rookie of the Year. That's my issue. My, see, for me, but I he, disagree he, with... Okay, go. I disagree with these Japanese players being considered rookies in a sense, but if they're going to be considered rookies, that can't be held against them. And, you know, so if you're not going to do it for one player, you can't do it to the other. And what about Gary Sanchez? Why didn't Gary Sanchez win Rookie of the Year in 2016? Didn't play enough games. All right, so how many games did Otani play this year? Not a lot. <laughs> so He's been hurt. It, it it's either a Yankee bias yeah. or I don't know or what I don't know what else to call if it. If this guy stayed healthy, continued to do what yeah, he's doing no, he offensively and and pitched still like he was supposed to and did okay pitching, then you know what? He's brought so much value to that team, I don't mind giving him Rookie of the Year. If he did this throughout the course of a full season, he's definitely the Rookie of the Year. He didn't, you don't though. miss... What are the Angels th- still playing him for just to... Win Rookie of the r- Year. Win Rookie of the Year? Sell tickets. I mean, that's that's selfish and ridiculous in my opinion. They're not going anywhere. Well, They're four, game they under to, 500. They went to four doctors. Four doctors said that he can play through. Right. He, he can play through, but why? What's the what's the, what's the the point of risking that? A, you're risking furthering the injury. And B, why not? If he needs Tommy John, why not start now? You're not going anywhere. I think, I think whether he has it now or in three it. weeks, he's still missing all of 2019 as a pitcher. So I don't think it yeah, matters. Yeah, but guess what? In the next three weeks, if if he friggin' rips his tendon, if he rips his elbow completely off, uh, he won't be playing in 2020 either. So it's just ridiculous to me. There's no reason for him to still be playing. Yeah, so John Heyman can write articles about how much he loves him and that he can win. He should be real. That's all it is. It's a, it's a publicity anymore. stunt. And, and to tell you the truth, I'm glad he's not a Yankee. How do you feel about uh, How do you feel about Sanchez right now? Tell me your thoughts. I think I think the Yankees should just get rid of him. Yeah. Okay. I'm serious. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Do you think? Do you? I'm think- not tired of him. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of all the bullshit surrounding him. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't want to listen to it anymore. I tweeted this the other night. There's a, there's a section of Yankee fans that they just want the guy to fail. Like every time he strikes out, every pass ball, they're on they're on Twitter. So oh, he, he sucks. He sucks. I'm tired of hearing about it. It's just it's annoying. Like 
if you're a Yankee fan, like you're actively out there rooting against this guy, so just get rid of him. I'm tired of hearing about it. He's hitting 181 this year. Like just chalk it up to a lost year and see if he can come back strong in 2019. It is what it is. And if he has, maybe he'll have a strong run in the postseason. Maybe he'll come up with a few big game winning hits. But you know what? He's just he's he's marked right now. He's got a scarlet letter on him, and he'll never get it off of him. Can I be honest? I think that Gary Sanchez is going to force Aaron Boone's hand in who he pitches in the wild card game. I think if not for Tanaka's performance in itself, that Tanaka will pitch that game solely because of how great him and him and Sanchez have been together. Nope. I I think he will bench Sanchez before he changes who he wants the pitcher to be. I disagree. Because A, Tanaka has been that good. I'm not saying that Tanaka shouldn't get the start. And B, if you're going to have a catcher that you're not fully confident with behind the plate, whether Boone says he is or or isn't, you're at least at that point going to sit back and say, he's been phenomenal with Tanaka over these last few weeks. And if you have to play Gary Sanchez, you can't not play him. If you're going to play him and Tanaka's been pitching this well, I think Tanaka gets the ball for the wildcard game. And you're going to be confident with having Gary behind the plate oh, in a one-game playoff. Here's where having John Carlos Stan hurt you. Gary Sanchez can't DH. You can't be like, well, I'm going to keep Gary's bat in the lineup and catch Romine. Can't do it. Well, you can if uh, Stanton's going to play left field. Well, you're weakening your defense because Stanton's, you Stanton's not as good of a left fielder as Brett Gardner is. I see them starting Sanchez in that game, and then in like the seventh inning, they'll go to Romine. You've already seen how Boone is handling his defense. He has He's not even wasting time to get Andujar out of these games anymore. I like that. I like that he's doing that because it's, it, it's inevitable. It's going to happen, and you want to start getting into, into that rhythm and, and to see who your best option is. Um, it's good. There's going to be a lot of question marks going into October. There really is, starting with who's going to pitch that wild card game. And good, good segue into that because that's what I wanted to bring up next. Uh, Sonny Gray starting the game on Tuesday night, yeah. being slotted in there. Mm-hmm. Initial look at it is that they, which just, we said they could possibly do, and that would be the best way to use him. So props to us. Uh. Which, just looking at it quickly, initially you're just like, well, you know, just trying to get Sevy an extra day, trying to get um, Tanaka a couple extra days because there's a day off in there after the, the Minnesota series. But somebody actually mapped out the rotation. If uh, Gray only makes one start and then you use your five regular guys, it lines up Severino perfectly for October 3rd, which is the American League wildcard game. I think that Boone has been great with the media in answering the question of who's going to pitch that wild card game and is it a lock on anyone? And he's been very open and transparent in saying, you know, these three guys who I mentioned last week, we're going to be dueling it out. Uh, Hap, Tanaka, Severino. I still believe it is going to take a lot for the Yankee organization to not throw Luis Severino out there. Mm. I do. Mm. I, I do. I think he's third on the list right now. Oh, oh, he's by far, in our in anyone's opinion, last on the list. But I wouldn't even think about starting him in that game. 
But here's the thing. You start anyone else. I don't care. And he has get, the highest ERA since the All-Star break oh in the God, league. Oh, my God. He's got one of the highest in the league. Yeah. It is. But, you know, you said it a couple weeks ago or last week. Christian, you said, do you really want to lose that game with your supposed ace sitting on the bench? Will the Yankees want to lose that game with Luis Severino sitting on the bench? Do you guys still consider him an ace? I think he showed signs of an ace. I don't consider him an ace. Well, here's my problem with him right now. This is the first time through this entire stretch where he hasn't been really Luis Severino that I'm doubting giving him the ball. He was fucking terrible on uh Oh, he was. He was that lost. Wednesday night? He like, was He has no confidence. Was that was Wednesday's game, right? Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I brought up the Sanchez stuff to you because of that rough first inning. Look, Gary Sanchez played one of the worst defense a, a blind idiot could have caught the ball better than Gary Sanchez did in that game. But let's not take all the blame and put it on Gary Sanchez's shoulders. It's not like uh, he Severino walked a guy and then a ball went through Gary's legs and he, he was doing, uh, you know, lollygagging to get it. And then the runner ran around the bases and then Severino gave up a cheap hit and then he did the same thing again. And another Severino was getting lit up in that game. All right. He was giving up rockets left and right all over that, all over that field out there. So those runs are scoring whether Gary's catching the ball cleanly or not. That was a terrible, terrible game for Luis Severino. Yeah, he was missing spots. And he also said in the post game that the reason they were crossed up so much was because with Romine, he has different signs than he does with Sanchez. That's why they were crossed up so much. Well, he, here's my question that I would, uh, that I would um, bring up at this point. There seems to be a lot of tension between Severino and Sanchez. We've seen it multiple times this year. Well, better Is it, it more of a, you know, brotherly love type, hey, they're comfortable together, they've been together for a while, they're gonna they're comfortable enough to communicate in that way? Or is it that they're just not communicating well? That they just don't have a good chemistry together. That's something you have to ask yourself too. If if you're honestly gonna throw Severino out there for any playoff game, is Sanchez a liability at that point even more so because him and Severino don't seem to have great chemistry together? I don't know. That's that's concerning to me when I see two teammates go at it like that in a, in a dugout. And it's not the first time we've seen it. So, okay, so what do you got to do then? Well, that's part of my point of... Sanchez uh, Sanchez forcing the hand of, of Boone a lot too because I think he's going to want to put his strongest team out there and I think your strongest team is Tanaka on the mound for that game not just because of his performance of late but also because of how everything matches up within the battery if Severino's the guy if Boone is like I have to have Severino on the mound that's my guy I want to win or lose this game with him and if that means Gary Sanchez doesn't play in that game, then that's what that means. I don't think he goes where he has less conviction in Masahiro Tanaka just to keep Gary Sanchez in the game. I think Gary Sanchez will be the casualty of a, of a pitching decision, not the other way around. I agree with you in that sense. But what I'm, but what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to say that they're going to make the decision based on Gary Sanchez. I'm saying that his decision might become a little more clear if Tanaka's pitching this well to give him the ball because of that. 
because... If Sanchez gets lit up in Minnesota again, and Tanaka takes his next start and goes eight scoreless again... You mean Severino, you said Sanchez. Yeah, Severino. Then, yeah, I think things are going to start to fall into place there. But if Boone sees signs that he likes from Sevy going forward, and he's like, listen, I can't lose this game with Severino on the bench... He's going and he and he says the way I can get the best out of Severino is to throw Romine or I go Tanaka Sanchez, but I have to have Sevi in this game. Severino's starting the game and Gary Sanchez is not. That's just the way it's going to be. That's my at least that's the way I see it playing out. I do. I I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that everything's starting to fall into place, and I think Sanchez is helping Tanaka's case at this point. Because of how strong they've been together. If he pulls that trigger where he's going to start Tanaka in the wild card game, Tanaka's got to be brilliant. Have they, we seen him be anything but brilliant in in, in the postseason? Uh, he, but he can't. He can't be average. He can't be good. He has oh. to be brilliant in that game because Boone won't live that down. This this fan base who hates him already for and, what for whatever reason that they do. I don't know why they just do. And again, it goes but, it goes back to what I just said, and you kind of rolled your eyes at me. That do the Yankees as an organization want that on their shoulders, having Severino on the bench? That's what I'm saying. If Boone is going to make that call, Tanaka cannot be anything short of, of brilliant in that game. They yeah. can lose that game one nothing, but Tanaka better go out there, Absolutely. give up one run over eight innings, and strike out ten guys and look fantastic doing it absolutely because then that then you know what aaron boone made the right decision in that case he the yankees can't lose that game three to one but it'll still be boone's fault that the offense didn't show up yeah you know you know i don't think honestly i think the yankees have a long ways to go not that not long they have a decent journey ahead of them to become a legitimate world series team not saying that they can't still win the world series this year because you know anything can happen in october things can break your way but just looking at it right now, this team is not hitting on all cylinders where you feel confident that they can be World Series champions at the end of it. So anything short of them doing that, it's going to be Aaron Boone's fault. And the fan base is going to be calling for this guy's head until uh, he wins the World Series here. And then it might, it might not even be good enough at that point. Gun to your heads. Right now, I don't want you to think too much into it. I just want your true gut feeling. Assuming Judge is going to come back at some point in the regular season and stay healthy, how far does this team make it in 2018? Gut feeling. Try try and be as unbiased as possible. Try not to think too much into it and analyze it too much. Just your gut feeling. Lose in the first round. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not being biased, I still think they can win the wild. I, at home, they'll win the wild card game, but you know, I don't. Boston is a different animal than Cleveland was last year. The Yankees fall down two nothing to Boston this year. They're not come. They won't come back from that. No. I, I hate to say it, but I think I agree. And is that going to feel like this team has has regressed? No. To me, that's what I keep talking about. And there's another thing I wanted to bring up on the show today. If the Yankees don't make it to the ALCS this season, it's not... Too many people are going to be out there saying, oh, Boone sucks, he's a failure, this team's a failure. I don't see it that way. I'm sorry. To me, this 
is still not their year to win. I know we had that great run last year, and we said it a hundred times. It's probably more a curse than a blessing that they came as close as they did last year. Agreed. But to be fair to everyone or anyone who would say that Boone was a failure at that point, we did say that the Yankees going out and firing Girardi and hiring a new manager, all the pressure in the world was going to be put on him. And that if they didn't make it to the ALCS or win the ALCS, it was going to be considered a failure. Because this team... I didn't, no, the word I didn't... I never used the word failure. I said a step back, I think, was the term I used, which is a big difference than being a failure. Taking a step back and being a failure are two different things. Well, at the end of the day, not, not winning a pennant is a failure. No matter what. It is. At the end of the day, in in... The simplest terms as you can put it, it is. But if the Yankees don't win deeper the World Series it, this year, not, I still don't think they failed as an organization. I, no, I agree with you. I'm saying when you I dive think into still it, certain goals that this team has hit this year that makes this still a successful season. When you dive deeper into it, it this, but yes, this nobody's going to dive. Nobody's going to dive no, that deep not. into it. That's They're what I'm saying. Gonna... To be to be fair, we brought up that everyone was going to feel that way if they didn't win the pennant. And get ready because if they don't, that's going to be the uh, the narrative that Boone's a failure, the team's a failure. Uh, they've taken a step back. They'll never win a World Series with Boone as the manager, uh, and this team's only going to get worse. That's that's going to be the narrative. So just be ready for it. It's <laughs> stay off Twitter. It's happened. I mean, every every game they lose. Boone has to get fired. Somebody has to go. So what would what would be the di- it's just going to be like Twitter on steroids after when when it's all said and done. It's just, you know, it's just going to get that much worse, but you know, no one wants to take the time and actually look deeper into things. They just want to react to what just happened in front of them. You know, the Yankees are doing things this year that they wanted to have accomplished like Miguel Andujar, Glaber Torres, they're yeah. incorporate Aaron Judge that you know, his first his second full season as a major league baseball player, you know, all these types of different things. This team was still evolving and you know, if it di- if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. That's why like we I said it I say it again. I said it five minutes ago. It may go down as more of a curse than a blessing that they came within the game of the World Series last year. I think the biggest disappointment of this year, for me, looking at it in a sense of we want to see growth, we want to see who our future options are and all that, the biggest disappointment has been, and not him getting injured, which is, you know, sad in itself because the guy really wants to be here and he wants to contribute, but the biggest disappointment as a fan right now should be that Frazier has suffered these injuries hasn't fully come back. And this year was a very big opportunity for him to show us, to show the organization if he has a future here and moving forward. When you're talking about, you know, this team getting stronger each year, this could have been the year that we said Frazier is our outfield option. 
over the next couple of years. You don't least. even know if this guy's gonna have a, a you regular, he may not, not regular quality of life anymore. Right? Like it's sad. The news came out earlier this week that he's still experiencing these concussion symptoms, and he's got he's not gonna play baseball for the rest of the year. It's, like that's a scary thing. It's scary. Like, it's scary, and I and when I say disappointment, I'm not pulling a Michael K here and saying that he's a disappointment to the organization. I'm saying it's a disappointment in a sense of we want to see more growth. We want to see what our future is, and this would have been a great opportunity for Frazier this year if he were healthy to kind of give us that outlook on the future. You know, I'm tweeting the news about Frazier, and you got people – responding back like oh the yankees are dumb for not trading him like why is that on your mind at that point right like i know we a lot of people just they just don't care but how you you that like dumb for lack of a better term that you're only concerned about how that benefits the organization not that this kid might not have a high quality i'm not saying he's gonna you know be like bedridden or whatever but you know, how many times have we seen this in the NFL and, like, uh, Mike Matheny had to retire from these concussion symptoms? It's scary. You know, that's a that's your brain, dude. Like, that's a – I know maybe it won't affect you as much as other people, but still, you know, people that have normal functioning Maybe brains, I've hit my brain a few times and didn't realize, you, and that's why I am you done the hit, way I am. I done uh, hit my brain. <laughs> you know? Got to talk real quick about Didi coming back. Uh, I I don't even know what the hell the Yankees playing was. I, it's so stupid. It's so dumb to me. Let's they're play like, him for four rehabbing him, and, basically. Yeah, but at this point in the season, if the guy's healthy, if it's the fifth inning and you want to evaluate how he's feeling, if he's feeling tired, uh, kind of swinging a sluggish bat, fine. Didi, yeah, no, he hasn't looked great. His no, bat's been it's not that he hasn't looked great, but. He doesn't look like he's nursing anything. No, but he or... needed a rehab assignment. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is when you're rehabbing him up in the major leagues, what do you just throw him in the fire at that point? What is taking him out in the fifth inning going to do but but remove at bats? Because that's how you rehab guys. They don't play a full nine right away. They DH. They play seven. Then they'll play a full nine. Didn't you you don't follow these things? I do follow it, but what I'm saying is he's at the major league level now. So what's the But he point? was essentially on a rehab assignment. That's... Is it because they're scared that his that his foot can't handle the workload at this point? He had him one how long has it been since he's played? Three weeks? Yeah. Okay, so you just don't say, Okay, here, Didi played nine. Why don't you have him take a couple at bats in the fifth inning? You ask him how he's feeling. He's he's a veteran guy now. And if he's feeling okay, you keep him out there because he's going to say yes. Skip, I'm going to play. Yeah, so that's why you have you to come up with the with the plan for him. Uh-huh. And now apparently, it was only for these three games, and he's going to be good to go for, from now for the rest of the way here. Yankees have to sweep the Twins. True or false? Sure, they have to. They have to sweep the Twins. No, they have to go out there and win the series. That's what they have to do. They have to win every series from here on out. In Boston, against Boston at home, they have to win every series. I'm I'm getting I'm starting to feel the Oakland A's on our back. You read too many tweets. No, I haven't been on Twitter. I try and stay off of Twitter lately. I can't handle it. I had a I had a nervous breakdown. I try and stay off now. Why? I just can't. What hand- caused it? I Give me the specific it. tweet that caused it. There was no specific tweet. Except for Big Big Dick Dom. <laughs> Christian has created a fake account 
Dude, and I have not created a fake account. I will go on record on this fucking show right now. And then if it's not you, it's eye. Patrick, and you guys are, it's a big conspiracy. <laughs> or Stack Guy Rye has completed a mastermind. But here's the thing. This guy, Big Dick Dom of the Bronx, doesn't say anything bad about Christian, but he rips me. I, lo- I, I looked up his picture. It's, it's like a crop. Of like Paulie D, of like Paulie D's face being fat, any fat being sucked out of his face. It's not me. Uh, I told you that a hundred times. If you don't want to, you don't want to believe me. You don't have to believe me. I don't really care. Well, I'll find out who it is sooner or later. All right, find out who it is. I don't know why we're wasting time on our show where you have a fucking problem with a trolling account right now. (laughs) Episode sixty (laughs) nine. This is where the show gets out of hand. Anybody ever wear number 69 on the Yankees? Is that where you want to go right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's never been. I feel like Boone should wear 69. So that's where you want to take it? You want number 69? 69. Uh, Right now, Baseball Almanac is not loading. Uh, It's probably because of the virus I have from being Big Dick Dom. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... There was one player in the history of the Yankees to wear number 69. He was a pitcher. Uh, early 90s, I want to say his name is Alan Mills. I remember looking oh, at yeah. it earlier, but now I can't get it to load. But there was only one player in the history of the Yankees to wear number 69. And he got all the ladies. I remember him. Do you? No. <laughs> because I don't even know if you were born yet. Actually, he probably wasn't. What year were you born, Rye? 91. Damn! That's not the year I was born. 92. <laughs> what year were you born? I'm not saying. He turns 27 in February. Alan Mills. It was Alan Mills, right? Yeah. Good so, guy. He played before your time, Rye. Isn't that disgusting that a guy that played in the 90s played before your, Ryan's time? Mm-hmm. Almost before mine. You're the only one who's... I don't close re- to 40 on the show. I don't show. remember him. I'm not close to 40, you dickhead. It's real nice. You're accusing me of being a fucking a parody account or whatever the fuck you're accusing me of, and you're mad that I'm I'm making fun of you. When let's let's put our cards on the table here. You're the one that started all this parody account bullshit. Trust me, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did troll Christian once. It was really really funny. Yeah, so he thinks that that's the way I'm going to get him back now, which. I may or may not have already gotten him back because, remember, we didn't record on Thursday because somebody had food poisoning, so. I ate a bad av- avocado. Yeah, where'd that bad avocado come from? Yeah. This article says only seven uh, players have ever worn the number 69 in the entire major leagues. In the history. History. That, this was in 2016, so I think it's only two years ago. I don't ago. know. I haven't seen many 69s pop up. No? 1990 to 1991, Alan Mills. Great guy. All right. So Alan Mills. Uh, look, so we're looking ahead here. Um, we got the Yankees are going to wrap up this road trip three against Minnesota Twins. We got uh, who's Hap is pitching uh, Monday night. Then you got Sonny Gray making a cameo appearance in a starting rotation on Tuesday, and then Sevy is going to pick up uh, the final game of the road trip on Wednesday. I mean. 
you got you got Gibson pitching for uh, Minnesota on Monday, and then it looks like Oakland, um, Minnesota, uh, TBD. They just picked him up on the waiver right, wire. Shit, I want them this time. And then Odorizzi's pitching against Severino on whatever. No, wait. Gibson won't have uh, Fernando Rodney to blow the game in the ninth inning uh, this time around. See, remember? The, uh, He's on the A's now, but remember A's, earlier right? in the year, Minnesota was winning 3-1 to one in the ninth. Oh, and my God. Gary Sanchez yeah. hit a three-run walk-off. Yep. Yeah, it's Odorizzi against Severino on uh, Wednesday. Um, at bat was being weird there for oh. a minute. Oh, sweep. The twins. I want to sweep. I want to sweep, but more importantly, I want to see Severino come back and be strong. Dude, you just look at that three point five two ERA, and you're like, "What the hell's happened?" I mean, what's? <sighs> he I'm gonna have look that it up energy, real quick. right? Like, don't you guys notice that? Like, yeah, it's just very like level, just, he almost has like given in, like lulled. He just looks. Boring. He looks defeated. Yeah, he looks defeated out there. Even Mental. if he, even if he's pitching well, he still to me doesn't have that dominant look anymore. Misses his spots. See, so he officially has a higher ERA than CC Sabathia. What'd you say? Three five five. Two five two. Oh, so CC's at a three five four. Close. So, that's phenomenal. The guy had a one nine eight at one point. That's how bad he's been. Not now that you brought CC up today, I, I, I'm okay with CC right now because he settled in today. But overall thoughts going forward, like it's time to cut ties with him, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't. No matter what he wants next year, you can't. You can't bring him back. No. No, and that's part of another big reason why I hope the Yankees win it all this year. To give him what he's looking for at this point. That's why he's here. He feels like he has one more championship left with this team. And if it doesn't come this year, I don't see it coming for CC in the future. While I agree the Yankees should cut ties with CC at the end of the season. Every time he has a bad start, then you're dealing with people, oh, he's washed up. He's pitching to a 3-5-4 ERA. If you year. told me CC was going to pitch to a 4-2 ERA, I'd be happy. He's pitching to a 3-5. And what did we say after they resigned him? I didn't care if he pitched to a 10 ERA this year. It was just his presence right. being on this team with so many young guys yep. was worth the money that they were putting into him. Yep. I know what's that guy Rye's doing right now. What was that? You're looking up Trevor Cahill's stats. I think Cahill had it. I was actually about to uh, job today. I was he about to a shit ton of people though. I was about to put a bet in for the uh, Rangers. And then I was like, let me check the pitching matchup real quick. And then I saw Cahill on the bump at home. I was like, no. Nope. I bet I bet Trevor Cahill today. Yeah. Yeah, I won. Very good. Now you guys have a financial uh, yeah, relationship. Now he's starting to win me money. That's when you... Is he your sugar daddy? <laughs> In a sense. Well, he didn't do that good today, though. But let's not talk about him. He had six walks, Jesus. Two and two-thirds. Three runs. That's a lot of walks. Yeah, man. Why didn't you do that against the Yankees? Anything else Yankees that you... Uh... Yeah, I did. I just brought up the Yankees. Why didn't Trevor Cahill pitch that badly against the Yankees? The Yankees got to him. Early. Is that the game they won? No, they, that no. was the Labor Day no, game. No, that was CC walked in like 
Well, just one, but he's still walking around. Yeah, Labor Day. Labor Day. All right, so uh, I think we pretty much covered the week that was here. I don't think anything else needs to really be touched on. I Uh, mean, we're coming in. This is the home stretch here. Yankees uh, have their fate, the fate in their own hands here to stay on top of the wild card. And to me, it's imperative they do. Because a one-game playoff is scary no matter what. But you want to take a one-game playoff with this team on the road, you're not confident. Yeah. I mean, they, they, only won, they only won one road playoff game last year. Isn't it amazing, though, that we're 19 games left in this regular season? 19. And with two more wins, they're... They're gonna match. Where, what where's they did the last season year. gone? It doesn't, you know. Where, yeah, yeah. It's and it's part of that is the up and down roller coaster this team puts you on. It makes it makes time fly because it's never you can never just sit back and enjoy anything with this team. It seems over the last handful of years. I don't know if this is a misprint or not, but just looking at the schedule real quick, and it would make absolutely no sense. The Yankees are off uh, on September seventeenth. And then they started a three-game series with the Red Sox, and that Tuesday game is listed as a 105 start. That's great. Is that their – what day is the Boston Marathon? That has nothing to do with them playing at Yankee Stadium. Oh, it's at the stadium. Yes. That's weird. And but, I feel like that's earlier in the season. But the schedule, you know, it is. But the schedule, you know, the, the schedule's been weird all year. This, this has to be decided. It's really odd. Like, why would that game be an afternoon? I game? don't know. Oh no, no, never mind. I was looking at the last series. Yeah, one hundred five, September eighteenth versus Boston. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's worse: the MLB umpires or the schedule makers. Both. They're just equally bad. Both equally awful. All right. So let's put this uh, episode to bed here. Uh, episode sixty nine of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. We would like to record on Thursday, give you a midweek pod, but, you know, Chris might eat another bad avocado. I might. I had an avocado today. Did it treat you better? It's good. All right, so episode 69. Uh, check out the description for the uh, links to our social media accounts. Go to nyysportstalk.com. Get your gear. Uh it's getting cooler out, so we'll be dropping our first piece of Miguel Andujar-related uh, merchandise coming up soon, and it will be a hooded sweatshirt. It's got sleeves. Say that again? It's got sleeves on it. Yeah, that usually hooded sweatshirts do have sleeves Not on. if you're Bill Belichick. Or Aaron Boone, apparently. Yeah, true, 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 true. All right, so be on the lookout for that. That should be coming in the next week or so as the fall temperatures start to settle in. Cold out there. <laughs> It's cold out today. Are you drinking? No, man. I'm hungry. I know. Stack guy rides a little upset that his Chinese food hadn't arrived yet, and then he came to do the pod, so he yeah. must be starving right now. Yeah, so I didn't eat a lot today. Let's uh, let's send him home here. What do you got What do you got to say, Stack guy Rye? I ordered shrimp. Shrimp lo mein, I think. Yeah? You excited about that? Hell yeah. All right. So that's Stack Go Yanks. Stack <laughs> I can't. I can't get over him. Uh, he says the weirdest things, and then you just think that it's over with, and then he goes, "Go Yanks." <laughs> it's a good episode. After he decided that wasn't going to be his catchphrase. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
I noticed something too. Little, Jesus little, Christ! Little different formatting of the show today. Chris just decided he was going to take over the show. Because you don't, you you weren't leading me. So what did you want me to do? No, I wasn't leading you. You were just like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm going here right now. Yeah, you know where I'm and going. Guess what? Everything I did, you were like, oh, this that's a good. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to talk about that. All right, today. so you open the show next week. All right, I will. And then no one will listen because the last thing they want to hear is your voice first. Perfect. You know what they want to hear last though. Your voice. So, Chris. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. <laughs>